I'd like to take a moment to tell you about Entertainment Earth. They carry tens of thousands of licensed products covering everything from Power Rangers to Pokemon, Ultraman to Iron Man, and for RangerCast listeners, you can get 10% off your order and free shipping on any order, $79 and up. Just go to ee.toys slash ranger. That's ee.toys slash ranger. Or click the link in our show notes. RangerCast may receive a commission from your purchase. This is RangerCast, episode 23, an interview with Bakery Sentai Pond Ranger. Hey everybody, Tyler here. We got a really cool interview coming up. We've been really excited to bring you for a while. We were just, you know, waiting for the right time. Uh, but first, we've got some news to get through. First, just after we recorded, like a couple days after we recorded the last episode, uh, the sag after a strike came to an end a tentative end with a uh, deal reached between the negotiating community and the AMPTP. It addresses things like the use of AI and streaming, but there's some opposition, uh, particularly in the voice acting community, that the provisions on artificial intelligence don't go far enough, uh, that AI under the deal could be used to not just adjust lift flaps in anime or live action, but also to make it seem... Like, for example, the action Squid Game, like they're natively speaking English. You might have seen ads on YouTube or TikTok for gimmicky apps like that that will make you sound like you're natively speaking Spanish or whatever. That sort of thing. And that's something that uh, voice actors are really concerned about. Also, the fact that this can be made kind of a condition of agreeing to sign on to something. And that's not cool. Uh, in other news, the Mighty Morgan Power Rangers, the movie, and Turbo Blu-rays are going out of print, uh, according to Shout Studios. They've been out there for like four and a half, five years, so if you haven't gotten them, I highly recommend you do, because given the ownership situation of those movies, the fact that they don't follow the property necessarily, the distribution rights are still owned by 20th Century Studios now, and therefore Disney, those are going to be probably going back into the vault for a while. And given the unique arrangement that allowed these Blu-rays to come out, I highly doubt that we're going to see a release of this high quality for some time, you know, if not ever. So uh, definitely get on that. Now, uh, Shout did have a flash sale on all their martial arts stuff, including Power Rangers. That ended November 19th. So hopefully you heard about this through a Facebook page and you're already squared away. But if you're not, you know, Get on that as soon as you can. So yeah, they go out of print end of the month. That doesn't mean you won't be able to find them anywhere. Like somebody will probably still be selling them on eBay or something, but they're going to be a lot harder to find. Uh, also, our friends at Tokushatsu, I say friends, I don't really know them. I know some of them, I guess, are running a uh, Thanksgiving thing where from the 20th, which is today, to the 27th, uh, they're going to be handing the mic over to a different creator in the community each day. Kyle Anderson, Monster Island Buddies, Ranger Board, Jeff Gomez, Toku Nation, Daniel Van Thomas, Phil Sostak, and our friend Mike Dent. I talked to him. He's really excited. Uh, you can go back and listen to our interview with him uh, some months back, but he's really excited to do this. There are some things they wouldn't let him get away with, and things they couldn't show, that sort of thing. But the goal is that each community creator is going to share the toku that they are thankful for this thanksgiving and i think that is real real cool also the we had talked about this last episode but the kickstarter for the return is finally up uh they have exceeded their goal 
they've gone to kind of stretch goal territories with it. Uh, as of the time I'm recording this, which is Saturday, November 18th, we're going to drop this episode on the 20th. Uh, it has raised nearly $350,000 against a goal of 50000 Now, keep in mind that this was going to come out either way. This is kind of how Boom does pre-orders uh, because they, it's not something they're normally set up to do. The backer packages include a soft cover with exclusive cover, the hard cover uh, with that same cover, uh, as well as bundles with the soft, the pink soft cover set. Uh, exclusive variant covers, which are really cool. They feature all uh, six of the Mighty Morphin Rangers. Uh, these are things that are only available through the Kickstarter, by the way. And, you know, you start getting up into the more expensive stuff, and there are actually people who are willing to pay upwards of 150 200 whatever dollars for these sets. And the... Um, highest value reward package is the boom elite pink power box set it includes a limited edition book plate uh, signed by amy joe johnson and matt hodson includes the return one through four uh including a 9.8 graded version of uh the first issue as well as uh full foil variants of the pink series uh the elite pink full foil variants plus a mystery 9.8 graded Power Just comic and the Boom Elite sketch cover for issue number one, remarked by the artist. Also includes all the items in the previous tiers, along with the AR enhanced enamel pin they're giving to all the early backers and is available as an add-on. Uh, upgraded to the Elite version and the script book will come signed by Amy Jo Johnson and Matt Hodson. All Boom direct. So that's plus shipping if necessary. I don't think there's shipping to the U.S. There's shipping costs, I should say, to the U.S. Uh, but all that will run you $1,100. So, but that's really cool. You know, check it out. Um, that Kickstarter runs through December 12th, 2023, at which point all the backers will be charged. And it, again, is supposed to hit shelves in February. I'm not sure whether backers will get it earlier than that. Uh, you would have to double check. Also, Anime NJ is coming up. I should let you know that I've just been approved for a panel there on the history of Tokusatsu. That is going to be on the Friday afternoon. So come over there, check me out. Uh, but you're probably going to be more there for Koichi Sakamoto and Johnny Young Bosch, who will be among the guests. Johnny, of course, does a lot, a lot of cons. Koichi, I believe the last con that he actually was, you know, really at was Power Morphicon back in 2007, the first one. And finally, some housekeeping. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, follow, uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. It is a critical way to get us more ears. And we've also got Anime NJ coming up. I'm going to level with you. That isn't cheap. Uh, you know, got to get up there. Got to pay, pay for an Airbnb. Uh, got to get new equipment. And I'm going to be, you know, kind of honest. This is, you know, not the best time. So if there's a donate button in the show notes. So if you click that and, you know, if you like what you're hearing, get what you can. And if you think that our audio quality could be better also you know give what you can because uh, there's some equipment that i'm looking into that would be useful not just for 
the interviews that were the interview that we are seeking to do at Anime NJ, uh, but also going forward, it would help make this podcast sound just a little bit better. So anyway, on to our interview. We've got with us Pon, the face, voice, pen, etc. behind the Idol Project, Bakery Sentai Pon Ranger. They've got a new song coming out. It's called Guardian. It's out now, you know, on Spotify and YouTube, other places. We're going to throw the link in the show notes. We talked to them back in September, around the time we did our previous interview with the director of Metal Force. So uh, we've been sitting on this for a while, kind of by design, because I kind of wanted to wait until the song was out so I could send people to go download it. Uh, I'm really excited for you to listen to this, and I do wish you all a happy Thanksgiving, a happy and restful holiday, uh, and we will see you next time. And now I'm going to throw it to September Tyler. Have a good one. I'm here with Pon, the face, voice, and pen behind Bakery Sentai Pon Ranger, a tokusatsu-themed idol project that's been in action since 2021. Pon draws their inspiration from vintage tokusatsu, and they've spent the summer on the con circuit. You may have seen them as I did at Otakon in Washington, D.C., as well as at Teco, Metrocon, Katsukon, ColossalCon East, or all the way out at SoCal Idol Fest in California. And now they're out with their first original song titled Guardian. Let's have a listen. Try again to do what could be right Terrified of the mask I've made Behind my soul that's been afraid Scream against the storm The muffling of pure waters Don't never know I'm my own foe So, Pan, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, first tell us, what is Bakery Sentai Pond Ranger? So... As you said before, it's a tokusatsu-themed overseas idol project. So I combine the performance styles of J-pop idols with the aesthetic look of tokusatsu. Um, my biggest inspiration is Showa-era stuff, and um, I have been a pretty active part of the overseas idol community just in like resource stuff. So I... <laughs> I do. I'm all over the place. <laughs> now, explain idols for people who don't really follow that segment of the fandom. So, idol stuff is um, if you're familiar with stuff like AKB48 and like Hello Project. Maybe if you're a little older, you remember Morning Musume or any of their subgroups. Um, it's just like J-pop. It's kind of hard to describe what an idol is, but an overseas idol is someone that does those activities and performs in that style, performs activities in that J-pop idol style, but they do it in their home country. And this is like a worldwide thing. It's not just in the U.S. There's people in Canada, people in South America, people in Central America. There's a bunch of people in Europe and the U.K. that do it, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, how, how did all this start? How did like What was the genesis of Pond Ranger? So... Way back when I was, like, in middle school or high school, I there was a thing called odorite, which means, like, I tried to dance in Japanese. So it would basically be, like, people doing dance covers of stuff. So, like, someone will post, like, a choreography online, and then a bunch of people will try to do it and post their videos online. And that was a scene that I was, like, involved in as, like, a young teenager. And 
um, I put it down for a while and then like I got super into doing like regular music. I was like in a folk punk band at one point. I had, we didn't release anything, but <laughs> I like got super into doing music and then I think right before the pandemic, one of my friends was like, I'm doing this dance cover group, come join me. And then we were like, okay, well, what if we started doing like our own stuff? And then she was like, oh, why don't you join this community? It's called like the over, it was an older server called, um, like an older Discord server called the Overseas Idol Collective. So why don't they were like, why don't you join this? And I come to find out all these people are like, incorporating like like dancing singing j-pop music i was also always into like anime and stuff um and i was reconnecting with like some tokusatsu that i grew up with around the time as well so i was like what if i combine that and the music from that and this like overseas idol thing that i found um and this was like back in like 2019-ish and then the pandemic hit and all these cons shut down. Basically the dance group that me and my friends were in dissolved. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should pursue this and see what happens with it. So that's that's what brings me to now. I recorded my first cover. I was like, you know what, I'm probably gonna stop doing this within like the first year. <laughs> and it now, now two years later, um, I'm like, you know, I just did that summer tour. I'm doing original music now. And it's taken me really far. I've met a lot of cool people and gotten to make a lot of really cool art. That's great. You said you grew up with Tokusatsu shows. What sort of uh, shows did you grow up with? So, of course, I grew up with Power Rangers. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like any of the Japanese shows? Yeah, um, Ultraman. Um, and, like... Not like necessarily Japanese, but do you remember Kaiju Big Battle? Um, I think they're I still around. Exact, maybe they are. I haven't like seen a show as such, but there's a really obscure documentary that they're featured in called Otaka Unite. It's Ooh. kind of a time capsule of fandom at a certain point in time. It was put up by Central Park Media, which is long since gone. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you can find it on YouTube. And it spends a lot of time focusing on random stuff like Kaiju Big Battle. Oh, that's sick. Uh, Say, so let me think what else. I When I was younger, like a kid, I was super into Sailor Moon. So there's like the Sailor Moon tokusatsu show made by Toei. Think I think it was made by Toei. Oh, that never actually it was never actually a thing. It was just like the the real. Yeah, it it was yeah. like like Global live way. action. Yeah, but yeah, or no Renaissance Atlantic. Yeah, uh, somebody actually found the whole like thing. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. The uh, YouTuber Ray Mona. You might want to look that up. It's mm. great. Oh yeah, I heard about that. The uh, was it like Saban Moon thing? But there was a, right. a like a live action like Tokusatsu adaptation made in like two thousand three. Oh, you mean PGS, PGSM? Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was getting my wires crossed. Yeah. say I've been I so there was like one subgroup when I was younger that was like doing it. I was too young to like use the internet. To, I'm 24 years old, but <laughs> I was too young to like use the internet to buy like sub tapes, but I would like look online and I'd see what was available. And recently I was like looking at like some obscure thing. There's like a subgroup called something like cruel angel productions mm. or something. And I was like, Oh, let's see this obscure, like heroine, like henshin heroine, show that like 
came out around the same time and then like it had it was subtitled by them so it all comes full circle back to sailor moon honestly because mm-hmm. that that subgroup did like all like the sailor moon anime they did the stage shows they did the tokusatsu show they did they they subbed a bunch of stuff <laughs> now explain for people who you know didn't catch you over the summer what a pond ranger show is like so I incorporate a lot of audience interactive elements into myself. I do a lot of covers of idol music, anime music, game music, and of course, like music from tokusatsu. And, um, and of course, now my original stuff. But I include a lot of audience interaction. There's a thing called Wodage. Um, hmm. And Woda is like a fan of idols. And gay just means, like, art. And so at my shows, you'll see, like, a lot of people doing a thing called call and mix. So, like, they, like, chant a bunch of words. You may have heard of that. Well, I was actually actually trying to speed read the call and mix guide while I was in the crowd at Otakon. (laughs) And thankfully, I knew most of the words to climax jump. Okay, yeah. Uh, but you have people like doing like tiger, fire, cyber, diver, like like they're nonsense words, but they're like to the beat of the song. So you'll hear people doing that. You'll see people breaking out super bright glow sticks. They're called mm, ultra yeah. oranges. I, I remember the like I didn't realize how short those things would go. Mm. But that the people who brought like that whole big bag of them at Oticon. <laughs> oh my god. I like I looked over and I saw them dumping it out. I'm like because I think they dumped out, like, two bags of it. And that's not counting, like, all the people that, like, also started dumping their own bags out. <laughs> it's like, I remember when I was in Japan the first time in 2009, I was at uh, an Anime Japan Fest concert. And there were all these, like, hand motions of people in the crowd were doing all that. I'm like, I, it's like the uh, recycling episode of Rock is Modern Life. I'm wondering if I missed a rehearsal. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but it's the same thing at the at those shows. They also do Wodeke because it's a, you know, it's not just for idol music, obviously. Like, um, but like, there's a there's a bunch of stuff that I could get into. But you'll see a lot of people doing that, and they'll be doing like the hand motions. They'll be doing Siloom dance, which is like a choreographed like, um, like set of movements. And you'll, uh, I think you saw some people doing that. Yeah. Cause I, I, every show I do, I have at least like some space near the front for people mm-hmm. to do that. Cause I know a lot of people that come to my shows also are part of the Siloom dance community. Yeah. My, my friend Vega practically dragged me to the front. <laughs> That's good. So what, what's, what's the most fun song uh, you've gotten to do live? Oh, man. So it's a tie between um, Love That EXE by Momoi Halko, which is like um, the song that people dumped out a bunch of glow sticks right. yeah. to. Um, but that, that one's always really fun. Uh, gets people really excited. And then the other one is Climax Jump. It's always fun when I get mm-hmm. to make people run around the room. Um, I think at my Otakon show, I saw people doing lifts, which is like someone yeah. putting another person on their shoulder several yeah. times and you said you heard that they're outlawing those now oh my god yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm a stafford oticon i haven't heard anything about that but i never i didn't work idle space at all yeah. um 
So Climax Jump, is that something that had been your set before or just for the occasion since it was a train-themed con? Uh, it was just for the occasion because mm. uh, I was like, I really, because I saw videos from, I think it's like another like Japan, like anime music fest where they have like DJs, um, like Anikura type mm. stuff, uh, where they have some people doing Climax Jump. And I saw a video because it's like this music festival with DJs in a field and I saw like videos from it and like you just see people running around in circles in this field and it's like yep I'm doing that because I was like should I add it to the set it fits the theme of the convention if it's the theme of the tour and I was like oh yeah Mm. it seals the deal people have so much fun with that (laughs) how did you settle on uh on the bread theme for you know bakery sentai pond ranger I love bread. <laughs> <laughs> always have, always will. <laughs> oh boy. Um, you know, like working staff, like I like logged so many steps and I didn't think I really had any energy lift me, left in me, but it's like when that song came on, I was just totally on board with the human train. Oh yeah. There's something about certain like Toku songs that like for there's a phrase that me and my friends use it's called makes you want to rob your own house because it gets you like (laughs) suddenly you're filled with so much hype energy that you like can't help but just vibe it's kind of like how i would go nearly anywhere in in north america to see jam project oh yeah oh yeah and then um those shows like those shows are great it's like it's euphoric and then i realize after how much my knee hates me <laughs> god i've always wanted to see them live i missed out on seeing them at, at anime nyc i think 2019 yeah, yeah that was a that was a very short set uh mm. like only like five or six songs but when they played at otakon in 2017 we pretty much got the full experience and then tmr and then TMR joined them for skill and mm. it was it was it was awesome and I was like front row center pretty much it was great Aww. uh we actually me and some friends actually bankrolled um a trip for a Brazilian friend of ours oh. and kind of just we just had a hell of a time it was so much fun oh that sounds so fun yeah yeah so what are your favorite uh tokusons to listen to Ooh, so this changes every now and again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right now, I've been listening to Over the Times, which is the opening for Change Arion. I've been really enjoying um, the, uh, it's like Alive a Life Neo, Ready Go Now, or something like that, from Rider Time. But it's like, um, it's like in the style of the original Alive a Life from Common Rider Ryuki. But it has it's like different lyrics and like a different thing, but it's in the same like production style. It sounds mm. great. I really like it. Um, let me think. What else am I listening to? I've reconnected yet again with Common Rider Girls. Um, are you are you familiar with? <laughs> I'm familiar, but I haven't listened. So they're like the sister, younger sister group for Rider Chips, but they're mm. like a like an idol unit for like. Common writer music. I was like, I've heard of them. I've heard some of their music. I've really enjoyed it, but I, I've been listening to them way more. 
did you see the uh, big dump of of Sentai music uh, that hit streaming like mm, want to say a week or two ago? No, I haven't yet. Yeah, if you go on Spotify or Apple Music or I think YouTube too, they dumped pretty much everything going all the way back. And I mean okay. all the way back. Like even the weird stuff like uh, you know, the English language versions of the themes they were doing for a few years or the, the songs by cast members. Ooh. It, like everything. Like even like even you know, the weird stuff. I'm gonna have to dig into that after yeah. we <laughs> yeah it, after we it's, finish it's out like, there mm-hmm. and that's kind of been what I'm jam- been jamming to lately uh, like really random and obscure Sentai songs mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so you you had a, a busy year talk a little bit about the tour so oh my god it's probably the hardest thing that I've ever done as like not just under like this project but just in general as like an artist and a performer um because it was completely self-funded self-produced all of those tour dates are things that like I applied to conventions for or um or was something that like say another person that oversees idol community was like hey I'm running a thing I think this tour thing is really cool would you be willing to come out? Are you able to add this as a tour date on your thing? So that was really fun. Uh, But it's like, I've been making like these video diaries uh, while I've been on tour um, that were like just sort of documenting where I was at and the, the thought process behind it was like, it's something that like a year from now, two years from now, a couple years from now, I can look back and see like, oh, this is what I was thinking during this. So, like, it's been, I've learned, honestly, so much as, like, a performer and so much, like, about myself as a person and, like, so much about, like, managing myself where I'm, like, falling into this weird place between, like, some, like, you know, when, like, a hobby is being monetized, but it's, like, not in a negative way. Mm. <laughs> um, so, like, it's kind of gone from being, like, a hobby or, like, a side thing that I did for fun. And now it's kind of something that, like, I've been had – I had to think about for this entire tour, like, the management stuff. And not just, like, the, the like, money-related stuff. It's, like, all right, the logistics of getting myself from point A to point B. Am I running out of stuff for, like, the merch table? Um, how do I conduct myself? properly and professionally and it's it's just been a lot of learning and growing from that and I can like see myself because I get videos back sometimes from like um from these events so like it'll either be like I set up my own camera or someone else running the events sets up a camera and I can see because I started out at PoochieCon AC and I can see from the first tour date and the first video diary I made for Puchikane AC, and like I look uncomfortable in front of the camera, I'm not super confident on stage. And then I look at my footage from uh, like from Colossal Con East, and then I look at the the video diary I made for Colossal Con East, and I'm way more comfortable in front of the camera. I'm way more comfortable on stage. Uh, my skill on stage has improved so much and that's just from like going out there and doing it and it makes me kind of excited to think like what's next and it it was just 
to just to wrap up all of my thoughts about being on tour, it's just I I don't think I'll ever regret going on tour ever. And I learned so much about myself, basically, on tour. So what is next? I've seen suggestions of a secret project, maybe something you might be filming. Ooh, perhaps. Uh, I it's a secret. Been, it's a secret ish. I'll I'll let you in on a little bit. Um, okay. So I've been kind of planning out the logistics for making like an actual music video for Guardian because mm-hmm. I'll have a lyric video out for it. Yeah. Um, but there's there's like specific conditions that I want for filming the music video. Yeah. So now, uh, where can people find you? So people can find me uh, on Twitter at, at Bakery Sentai. People can find my Instagram at Ponranger. Uh, you'll find my YouTube also at Bakery Sentai. And if you just want to find like all of my social media links where you can like find my merch or support me on Patreon, you can find that all on my website, Ponranger.net. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. All right, thank you so much for having me. If you like what you just heard, find us at rangercast.net or look us up in your favorite podcast app. Reach out to us on Twitter or leave a voicemail on our website. The opening theme is by Daniel Park. The ending theme is by me. Rangercast is distributed under Creative Commons license. A tribute and share alike. Uh